there and welcome to another Solving History. I'm Gemma and I'm Emily. This month um, I have something a little bit different for you. So I discovered the cold case of Laurie Lee Malloy on TikTok via the account Unsolved DRI late last year and I've been waiting until now to see if anything else happened with the case before looking at it. It's going to be a little bit different to other Solving History cases as it's a current struggle by Laurie's daughter, Lauren, to get the case re-examined. And it's still an ongoing thing. And I'm just going to put a trigger warning here that the next part um, is a little bit graphic and has mentions of potential sexual assault. Oh, so you've picked something nice and cheerful then? Yeah, of course. Okay, tell us about the case. Okay. So on Sunday, March the 7th, 1993, 30-year-old Laurie Lee Malloy was discovered by police on the toilet floor of her East Providence, Rhode Island apartment following an unusual welfare call from her boyfriend, Henry Costa. The medical examiner who performed Laurie's autopsy, Dr. F. John Froligowski, closed the case as, quote, a natural manner of casualty caused by hypertropic cardiomyopathy, a rare incurable heart disease. Despite his notes describing the lack of crucial harm to Laurie's heart, as well as the evidence that suggests an unnatural death. So, I mean, that kind of sounds straightforward. So what was it that makes this an interesting case? Well, when the detectives arrived at Laurie's apartment, they found the front door open. There were two drinking glasses and leftover food left on the kitchen table, and the refrigerator was full but unplugged, which, I mean, is a bit odd for a woman that was really struggling to get by. Now, they found the young mum on the bathroom floor, completely naked, her head facing out towards the kitchen, and the bathroom sink faucet was running. Laurie appeared to have recent scrapes on her upper thighs, an arm, and her dark hair was ripped out and found all over the apartment. I mean, she had a clump of hair between the toes of one foot, strands bandaged, between the fingers of one hand and a, quote, bracelet of hair around the other. Laurie's case was examined as murder and detectives from East Providence Police Department discarded 14 pieces of evidence, including a hair sample from a clump of light brown hair discovered in a shoe on top of the table by the front door that looks as, as one officer described, quote, as if it had been ripped out of someone's head. Other items included a bath towel with evident mucus on it, the master bed sheets and comforter, many items of infant clothing, hairs, drinking glasses, and a sexual attack kit was completed, although I can't seem to find the results of the exam for that. That's not normal. No. What did the autopsy show? So the original autopsy was performed by a medical examiner who later lost his license to practice in Rhode Island because he was known for misdiagnosing cases. The doctor had hundreds of cases reviewed by the Attorney General's office, and Laurie's was just missed by a few short months. From his time as temporary fill-in worker at Rhode Island Medical Examiner's Office. So Dr. F. John Krolikowski inaccurately closed the case as, quote, natural manner of casualty caused by hypertrophic cardiomyopathy which is this rare incurable heart disease despite his notes describing any crucial harm to Laurie's heart. He also didn't make note of the situation of Laurie's scalp, didn't comment on her toxicology 
toxicology screening. And that's kind of curious considering all notes about her case labeled Laurie as a known cocaine user, but the, the toxicology screen completely clean, no drugs relate, no drug related offenses on her record. The only thing that was there was her divorce from John Scary Harry Moranio, which was finalized three weeks after her death. I mean, that doesn't sound like a great autopsy. Like uh, if somebody's got this rare heart disease, there must be signs on the actual heart. Yeah, you would think so. Cause it's- Also, somebody's hairs, like if she'd got her hair around her wrist, like a bracelet, Kind of sounds like it might have been intentional. Yeah, and I mean, the police described it as being like a lot of hair that was ripped out of her head, but that wasn't mentioned in the autopsy. That's very odd. Completely ignored. So if this was a suspicious death, if somebody killed her, yeah, who were the potential suspects? Now, we've never had an investigation into Laurie's death, so we're not really left with any real suspects. But there are three possibilities that could potentially be looked at. So as we've just mentioned, Laurie's divorce from John Morania was settled three weeks after her death. So in a, in a 1988 jail letter from John to Laurie, so this was just eight months after their marriage, John told her that she could testify against him and see him in two years or beg the state of Rhode Island to drop charges and see him in six months. And he said to her, quote, the choice is yours. John committed a felony attack against Laurie in 1990 and violated a defense order against her just before her filing for divorce. Now, the next person is Thomas Kelly, and that was her daughter's birth father. And they, the couple broke up in July of 1992. And soon after the breakup, she wrote in her own diary, quote, Tommy's dangers over Lauren will settle soon. Lauren was finally removed from Tommy's care after Laurie's death. And the third potential suspect um, always ends up being a boyfriend, right? So the third suspect is Laurie's boyfriend, Henry Costa, who told police he had not heard from her in about a week. And that was the reason that he called the police to go over to her house and that's how her body was found. Now, he was originally named a suspect, later cleared by police, and then obviously when the autopsy report came in as a natural death, the case was then closed. Because I said earlier that the police were looking at it as if it was a murder case. I mean, none of those particularly sound like great men. No, it doesn't really sound like she'd gone into good circles. Where Henry's concerned, if he'd killed her, would he have called the police? People try and cover up all the time. By calling the police, though? Mm. The thing is, I always think about is that her front door was open. Ah, okay. So the door was open, and normally that only happens if you know someone. True. It wasn't recorded that there was any kind of break-in. That definitely wouldn't have, like, slipped the police. I mean. I mean, they had all the recorded stuff before, but because her autopsy came back as being a natural death, they just kind of ignored it. Yeah. So if there was a break-in, it would look a bit different. So her daughter was with her biological father? At the time, yeah. At the time. Okay. So how did a petition for this to be reopened come about? 
Okay, so in August of 2020, new data, new evidence was brought forward um, by a woman named Louise, who found Laurie's daughter on Facebook, and that led to Laurie's case being reinvestigated by East Providence Police Department, the Rhode Island Medical Examiner's Office and the Attorney General's Office, um, and then obviously resolved RI, which is run by Laurie's daughter. In 2021, the Medical Examiner's Office assumed that Laurie Malloy didn't perish from this rare heart condition. In fact, she had no noticeable natural or unnatural reason to die. Based on this observation, the senior medical examiner handling Laurie's modern case review thought that they required an exhumation um, and her inquiry to be completely redone. But according to Laurie's daughter, on the 21st of September 2021, Assistant Attorney General Scott Erickson stated that he did not see sufficient reason to open Laurie's case again and to learn anything about the circumstances surrounding a death. He stated that he would follow up with East Providence Police Department to help clarify suspicious circumstances warranting reinvestigation and would then follow up with Laurie's daughter, Lauren, within two or three weeks. And as of right in this in about March time, um, Lauren claims that she's not had any follow up. So that's between September 2021 and March of 2022. So on March 13th of this year, Dr. Hua Zongzu, a forensic pathology specialist in New York with over 33 years of experience in the medical field, including over 6,000 autopsies, provided his initial findings upon independently reviewing Laurie's autopsy. And his summary was, first of all, the cause and manner of death are unknown and or unclear after almost 30 years. Secondly, the listed cause of death was not supported by description in the autopsy reports. Thirdly, the underlying reason of Laurie's congested lungs didn't have a reasonable explanation, even as of now. Four, if possible, the availability of any residual tissues or tissue slides should be reviewed to establish a cause of death from a perspective of a forensic pathologist. And number five, the circumstances of Laurie's death should be investigated and or reinvestigated by the police. Now, on March 17, 2022, US Senator Sheldon Whitehouse's office spoke with Laurie's daughter, Lauren. Following this conversation, Rhode Island State Police advised the Rhode Island Attorney General's office needed to give an order for their agency to take a look over the investigation and then a member of Senate White House's office advised they would reach out to the Rhode Island Attorney General office about officially reopening the case and since March I've not found any further updates. Basically it's a lot of red tape. When asked about her mum's case Lauren said quote I'm never going to back down in the fight for justice for my mum. But thanks to her case, I found this passion for helping as many other people as I can with their cases. Now, as I say, it's kind of like a weird ongoing case. So anyone in America, really, that might have information should email unsolveddri.com or call East Providence Police. I mean, it definitely sounds hinky. It's such a weird one because obviously a lot of these cases at the time where they're 
person doing the autopsies um, was there were being re-examined and like it just so happens that her case was just outside of that time frame but I mean if it's proven that this guy really wasn't doing a good job with his autopsies why not look into that it just seems like they're avoiding it for some reason yeah it seems a bit I mean I guess you don't want too many mistakes yeah like from their point of view it's not it's not a good argument but the thing is I suppose after 30 years even if they did exhume the body how much use would it actually be yeah that's true it's not it's not like it's one of those things where there's all the time in the world yeah and I mean when the case was closed the police got rid of a lot of stuff that they'd found yeah so it's kind of it's going to be a difficult one but it's interesting it's interesting to see a case closed as if a natural death and then someone you know fighting to say now hang on a minute I don't think something was right here yeah but how horrible they're like losing anyone is difficult but mm-hmm. losing someone and there being so many questions must just be agonizing yeah it'd be cool if we can like come back to this in the future if you know if lauren does manage to get the case opened yeah definitely again um but yeah i just thought it was something a bit different obviously it's much shorter than normal but yeah. Still, it, it's yeah there are never any I mean I guess we have looked at some solving histories when we've been like yeah that's definitely what happened yeah but they're very rarely straightforward mm-hmm. and you know this one's the same if somebody did kill her they have got away with murder yeah and it sounds like it was a ridiculously sloppy crime scene yeah and that's a terrifying thought Definitely. It makes you worry how often that happens. Yeah. I hope Lauren gets justice and closure. Yeah. That's a lot of questions, you know. Definitely. To walk around with in your head. It almost feels like if you understand what happened, you can take that step forward. Like a lot of people that are you know, not being the victim of a crime, but the family of the victim say it's easier to know, like to move on with life when you know what happened. Yeah. It gives you that kind of, not closure, because I don't think you ever get closure, but it gives you something to help you move on. I also think we have a tendency of replaying our loved one's last moments over and over sometimes. Mm-hmm. Lauren's got all of these possible scenarios in her head and none of them are nice yeah and also there's like literally a possibility that her father might her biological father might have been involved yeah as I say it's quite difficult to find kind of any information about it the only information that we kind of get are from newspapers that Lauren has spoken to really trying to like push the case yeah well we want to know what you think. Is there a case here? Is it just a case of death by natural causes? I'm slightly disappointed that aliens and ghosts didn't feature on the list. We've had. I a mean, you can add those to your thoughts if you want to. But I think whatever theory you come up with, please be respectful. This is obviously yeah. this is an ongoing situation. Definitely. Not that our listeners aren't ever 
rude, but no. not that our listeners are ever rude, even. Words hard. Words hard. Next one's sobbing history is going to look at the case of Lizzie Borden. We all think we know the story, but it's one of those cases where folklore and fiction have muddied the water. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. It was an interesting case when we kind of looked at it before. Yes, we have written a post on it. Yeah. I cannot remember when. There have been many posts. Many, many moons ago. Many moons ago. But it will be interesting because there's been like, I don't want to say new updates, but new theories are coming up all of the time. Yeah, so it's fun to go back and kind of... Yeah, but the thing is, as we'll see, like, so many of the new theories have very little actual evidence. Aliens? Are they involved? No, but I might just make it up and throw it in there. But until then, we have a tangent on nostalgic TV shows coming your way. Another post on women of stage and screen, which will look at the actress Ellen and Terry. And for our patrons, we'll have two After Darks, one that wraps up our Women of the Nazi Party podcast and another which looks at women and medicine. So until then, take care of yourselves and each other.